welcome back to the Familyhood Podcast, where it's just a bunch of childhood friends who want to talk about anything and everything under the sun. As always, you have me, Luigi, your host. We have Carly. We have Trish. We have Nick. We have Eljun. We have Gab. And we have Nico today. So it's the whole gang. You know, it's close to the whole gang. Here we are with our sixth episode. First and foremost, we want to continue to thank our supporters, uh, our listeners for all the support, all the love that you guys have shared us. We appreciate it as always, uh, and we continue to appreciate it. If there's anything that you guys want to hear from us, go ahead and hit us up on Facebook. You could give us some topics that you want to hear about. You could come to us, request if you want to be on the show. We invite guests all the time. Just hit us up. And we appreciate the love. Now, for this episode, it's actually going to be a bit heavy. There's been a lot of stuff going around, you know, in our lives. Recently in the news, we've heard a lot of either depressing, maybe sad stories that we really want to talk about. That's why for this episode, we're going to go kind of deep and talk about basically our mortality, about life in general, I guess how it kind of fades a little bit. I know we're, we're borderline getting depressing. Uh, we don't want it to be like that. We still want it to be a good topic. We decided that maybe it's time to talk about life in general and the fleetingness of it all. I actually want to open the floor with the news that really started all of this, which was basically the passing of Chadwick Boseman. For one of us here, he was actually a really big influence. Nico has been following Chadwick for for the longest time. He was mourning, and so that's why we wanted to talk a little more about this, because this is the real stuff. So first, I want to ask Nick, how are you doing right now, man? I'm doing good, bro. For a lot of people, I see a lot of sad reactions, you know, a lot of sad captions. For me, I don't really feel sad. Is because I know that Chadwick Boseman has been an influence on a lot of people, has been an inspiration as well. And what's there to be sad about? Everybody knows he's in a better place. You know, he's up with the kings. He's looking down on us. I know he's proud of me for things that I have done in the past week. I don't want to get into that, but I know he's proud of me. I know he's looking down on me, and I know he's proud. Why would you be sad for someone who did good in his life? I think he also did his purpose in life. As somebody who's been an inspiration, his purpose in life is to inspire everybody. And what's there to be sad about? Chatting yeah. forever. Yeah, fully, fully understand that. A lot of news has been happening. Well, this year has been bit of a roller coaster not even a roller coaster or at least if it was a roller coaster it will be the part where it's just steadily going down 2020 has been pretty tough the downward spiral it's the downward spiral man that's right that's right nick there's been a lot of terrible happenings with the virus for example here in the philippines it's not getting any better if you're in the states i think it is i don't know i want i want some more insight into that Elge, is there anything going on? Like you're seeing rays of hope for the U.S.? Rays of sadness, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're just the same. Because I went to vacation like a couple of days ago. People not wearing masks. Yeah, it's still dangerous. Just keep yourself safe. 
I mean, I hope in the coming future, man, the Philippine government does something about our situation right now. Yeah. yeah, I think they have a major role in all of this. Because in our situation here in Bacolod, it's just now that we're feeling the spike of the number of cases, COVID cases that are happening and the results have been drastic. So it's really frustrating to see that the citizens are doing their best to abide with all the rules, doing social distancing and wearing their masks. But then I guess the government plays a major role in this since we can do only much by following the rules and regulations. Then what? So it's tragic to also know some people who have passed on this life because of the COVID situation. I mean, during the time of this recording, I think you guys are under lockdown again. Is that right? They're in Bacolod. Um, yes, right? It's, it's, it's actually They're confusing. imposing a new lockdown. Until yeah, and it's confusing because they, they send out rules or they send out protocols, but then they take it back. Right, Gab? Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's tomorrow until the end of September. Wow. And we also have curfew. Like here in Manila, we had quarantine two weeks ago for a two-week period. During that time frame, the two weeks that they implemented really strict policies, protocols, asking people to just stay indoors. And again, small businesses were, were stopped, operations were stopped. And then after all of that, we come back and we hear the government being like, oh, yeah, we just listen the the frontliners they needed a break and we're like no man they didn't ask for a break they asked for a plan and like yeah. they come back and they're just like why are you looking at us we're not medical experts it's so sad to see and right now like for Bacolod I think they're really they're really just like winging it as well but I guess the pandemic is new for everyone no one really prepared for this so no one knows what to do Everyone is yeah, freaking out. By this yeah. time, for it's been seven months at least, they should have come up with a plan or something. That's yeah, true. I'm sure like everyone is also trying their best to surpass this pandemic. But I think there is more to be done. And it's also good to look back to the strategies that they've been doing so that they can assess what's working and what's not. Because like for us, I felt that during our lockdown last March, we only had one case. And then that was the best time for the LSIs to come in. But then now that we're not on lockdown and everyone's out, that's when they bring the LSIs. So naturally, it would just spread. It's tough to say because we're not in, in any position to yeah. help out. I mean, the best that we could do as citizens is basically follow protocol, do what we can to avoid social interaction, stay indoors, all of that. But it would give us more hope, especially if we're like comparing ourselves to other maybe Southeast Asian countries or, or maybe in other countries in general, because there have been a lot that's been done to help eradicate COVID in some areas. It is, it is a very complicated disease, but it also sucks to see just how lax the government is taking it and seeing how bad the death toll is starting to rise. It's basically feeling like they're just waiting for the vaccine to be done. And then that's when they like distribute it out and they're like, oh, see, see, we didn't have that many deaths. Like, you know, exactly. it's sad because I do have some friends who have been affected. And that's also why I wanted to talk about this. One, it's, it's to shed a little bit of light towards 
closeness of death because if I'm being honest, I'm not sure. So don't 100% quote me on this. But two weeks ago from this recording, I believe that I had contracted the virus. I did have some symptoms, some mild symptoms, which was basically a loss of smell, the loss of taste. So that, that really kind of alarmed me to the point where I had to quarantine myself just to make sure it doesn't spread because I didn't take a test because either way it's going to be the same. They're going to be asking us to quarantine ourselves for about two weeks just to make sure that nothing happens. If, and if ever radical symptoms arise, then that's when I'll have to go to the hospital. It got me thinking. So now I'm recovered, I think, because I'm not sure if I actually contracted the virus. But after the two weeks that I quarantined and my sense of smell came back my sense of taste came back i was like covid i mean we got this we got this we can we can do this i was being super insensitive i've had some friends who have been affected their family members had passed through complications you know i was being a little insensitive i mean recently one big influencer here in the philippines rest in peace you know lloyd cadena he recently passed due to i believe complications from uh, COVID as well. I really can't say that we've conquered this or we've got this. We hope for the best, of course, but it's really a heavy thing to see all these people who fall, maybe because of the inadequacy of people in charge to come up with protocol or come up with plans to solve this problem. I mean, it's really it's really bad to see. It really just dawned on me that the severity of, of our situation is just going to get worse if nothing's going to be done. I think that's what I really wanted to talk about in this podcast. Now, I'm super thankful that I don't have any compound illnesses. You know, I'm not comorbid, which is basically meaning that I have prior illnesses that would have been enhanced by the coronavirus. Edge, I want to ask you, during that time you felt like you had the COVID-19, did you feel like really anxious or scared that you might die? I didn't really give it much thought when it came to thinking about death in those moments. What I really wanted to make sure was that I monitored my health during those two weeks just to make sure nothing bad was going to happen. I want to say that I did feel some weakness, not in the general sense, but the feeling of being weak during that time. It's like a flu symptom, right? So I just wanted to make sure every day that I got to eat, I made sure I stayed healthy, I made sure I didn't stress myself out any more than I was during that time because it was pretty tough. I was piled up with work as well. So I tried to make sure that I was still safe and I was still able to function or it wouldn't escalate to anything serious uh, during that time. Yeah, good for you. When I learned that I uh, got exposed to one of our, you know, workmates, I couldn't sleep. Then I had bad bowels. <laughs> for one day, I couldn't sleep. I, I had work later that night and I had like one hour of sleep. And I was so scared that I had to go to the bathroom because my stomach was aching. But I think it was just, you know, my, my underwear was too tight, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I that's what I thought because the next day I was like fine. I was like, okay, I'm fine. I was just, you know, very anxious. Good for you. You're okay. We're all okay. I mean you didn't get any symptoms, right? Yeah. That was my only symptom, diarrhea from my underwear being too tight. But, but it was only one day. But it was only one day. Yeah, it was only one day. I couldn't sleep that day. 
and I was calling my friends like eh. I'm like I can't sleep you know I'm I'm so scared right now my tummy was aching I was like help me <laughs> I think it was just my head because I was too scared but but you did the the two week quarantine right or, or... yeah. Okay. I've been quarantining since 2018. I've always <laughs> been staying in my apartment. <laughs> so I don't know with you guys. <laughs> it's not rare for you work, anymore. Work and sleep. <laughs> my two favorite hobbies. It's really messing everyone up mentally. I know yep. the feeling yeah. of overthinking everything, like loss of smell or loss of taste, or feeling the slightest thing in your body. And you're thinking... Okay, what do I do? I should stay away from my housemates. I should not go out. It's really also about being concerned, not just for yourself, but for the people around you because that's what's spreading everything. Yeah, I felt that too whenever I would go out for errands. So everyone's doing social distancing and you see the people wearing masks. So you feel like not touching anything because you might get something from there. And then sometimes I would realize that how come my throat feels awkward? But then it could also be psychosomatic in such a way that it's all in the mind because the way we think affects how we feel and the way we react to certain things. So it's a matter of being mindful also, I guess, with our thoughts because I myself am an overthinker and it can really play a lot when it comes to how we feel and how we react. Yeah, so Luigi was yeah. just overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not think, invalidating that because it can yeah, also like, be. I actually had the same uh, experience as Eljun uh, because like, has it already been a month? We, uh, my dad and I actually got sick. I actually got LBM too. I poop maybe 10 times a day. <laughs> oh my. But, that, yeah, which sucked. <laughs> We don't want to know about the 10. We just don't know you had it. We don't have to say 10. Now we're thinking yeah. like 9 a.m. Okay, Every 10 a.m. 11. Oh, yeah. 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 Go, yeah, on, so, go on, go on. Go on, go on. I wasn't particularly scared about, you know, all the death, about dying and stuff because I thought it was just like, ah, it's just another case of uh, normal LBM or something. My dad and I actually just, uh, you know, quarantined for two weeks and that was that. I guess it's actually just, it's just a mental battle actually. But I, I can't say for myself because I know there are a lot of people that actually died already. Yeah, that's just my standpoint. I just want to keep being positive and optimistic throughout this COVID time. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess it's it's just staying positive. It, it is a mental battle. Hopefully, it doesn't affect all of us mentally. So all those who are listening, we do hope that all of you guys are safe, all of your families are safe, and you know that you're taking care of yourselves as well. But we also have to understand that it's the reality and it's unfair to those who have lost for us to just say that it's all a mental battle. Because when I heard about what happened to my brother, that he was exposed to a positive workmate, I got so worried. I got so worried for him. I know that he's on his own. And he's obviously, he went through that mental battle. But what if he went through a physical battle as well? Like, what does he do? What's going to happen? It's actually happening to a lot of people. It's scary. It's so much more for others. I'm sure everybody's struggling with it on a mental scale and, and on a physical one as well to all those who, you know, might be admitted. Uh, we do have a lot of active cases here right now. And that's why we have to talk about it. That's why we had to talk about this in our in our podcast as well. Because it's not just 
COVID, it's it's everything. It's life, it's accidents, it's illnesses. And I think it was good to get it off our chests. I know that we all just jumped in on this topic as well, approving it for this podcast because our perspectives can change in, in an instant. It's It's very hard to just say that I'm a very lax person and that a lot of things don't mean anything to me. But when it's right there in your face, you know, you tend to think a lot more about the consequences of what you've been doing to know that at any moment stuff could happen. This year has been really bad for me, uh, for all of us, for everyone out there as well. I mean, it started out with, with Kobe passing and that was a huge blow to me as well. I couldn't function well for about a week or two. Kobe wasn't necessarily the biggest basketball figure that I idolized, but he was a big figure in basketball and you know, he was an inspiration to a lot of people. And then he's gone just like that in the most abrupt way possible. Undeserving. Undeserving. Like you can't believe it. I woke up that day, Lisa was, was texting me. She was like, oh, it's so sad to hear Kobe's passing. And the first thing that, that popped into my head was like, do I know a Kobe dog? Like, is there any dog I know named Kobe? Because that's how unbelievable it was. That's how crazy it was. And she was like, no, Kobe the basketball player. And I had to go online to, to check it out. And it's crazy unbelievable. I froze. I literally went to work without my laptop. I had to go home to get it. Uh, again, because that's how phased I was. That's how rattled I think I was in a lot of people that day as well. Just the the thought of anyone on this earth being gone instantaneously at any given moment, may it be from an accident or complications, an illness, or, you know, of old age, what have you. It's really something that I think needs to be talked about because you want to make sure that you live your life without any regrets. I wanted to know all of your perspectives as well about this topic because death to me at, at first was something that I didn't really had to think about. The perspective that I had from all of this happening was that I just needed to live my life so that when I leave this earth, hopefully in the far, far future, I could look back and say, I'm happy with it. I don't have any regrets. I really wanted to know all of your thoughts on this as well. So who's ready to die? Anyone? I'm <laughs> any not. takers? I'm, I'm, I'm same, not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really saying per se that I'm ready to die. If I do, I wouldn't, I guess, have a lot of regrets and I wouldn't be afraid of what's coming next, which is like the afterlife. If you believe in, in any of that, wanting to or being ready, I don't think I want to. I don't think I'm ready to die. Yeah, like there's so much more things that I want to do with my life. Like I'm only 19. <laughs> <laughs> I want to die when I'm like, I you know, Almost a hundred. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> yeah, same with my grandfather. You know, he always says, "I'm gonna live. To, uh, I'm gonna live until a hundred. No one gets to yeah. choose, though. Yeah, I know. It's just wishful thinking. Fish, yeah, are you ready? <laughs> it's like death is already at the back of our minds, but this pandemic allowed us to realize that we can really die anytime. I mean. This could be my last podcast with you guys. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> but wood, seriously, we're so superstitious. <laughs> but if you would ask me, I've been thinking of that question lately. 
also with everything going on. I would say that it's okay if there comes a time that God's gonna take me like right now. But I also know that there are a lot of things I would want to do. Nevertheless, looking back with how I've lived my life, I feel that in a way, I'm already satisfied and contented with all the things I have done, all the things I've gone through. So it's more of like a total surrender whenever the time comes to just be prepared anytime. That's why I would say that I might be ready to die. Just give me a chance to do my confession and I'm ready to go. <laughs> wow, Trish, clean your plate, huh, before you go. Clean, your plate. <laughs> clean as you go. Better safe than sorry. If you yeah. ask me, I would be fine if I would go. If it if it's really my time, then I would be fine. But my best answer would be right now would be no. Because I want to experience the world. I want to go to, you know, places that I've never been, probably camping naked. I don't know. Anything that, you know, <laughs> excites your life. You scroll on Facebook, you see many things that people do, and you want to just go, I want to do that. I don't know with you guys. How do you all feel about that? Without this pandemic, like, thinking about death seems like a far-off topic for most of us. I mean, who would have thought yeah. uh, think, thinking about, like, it's your last time here on Earth without even accomplishing most of the stuff you wanted to do? There's so much more to life. So, yeah, going back to Karadi's question, then my answer is no. I'm not yet ready to die. What about you, Carl? You haven't answered the question yet. <laughs> I want to know since you posed it. We had a chat about this months ago, if you still remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> you asked I, me. <laughs> I asked the question if you th- you've thought about your death, how you're going to die. I was asking for validation because I've always had thoughts about like how I'm going to die. And I shared with you that I imagined myself dying from like a car accident. I don't know where it's coming from, but like when I take the bus, I just feel like that's how I die. I don't know why. I don't know if that's normal. Because you're a bad driver. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't driving. I don't know. But I've also had dreams about that too. And I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe for movies that I watch. I feel like I'm not ready to die yet. I like everyone or most of you, there's so much I want to accomplish. There's so much I want to experience. And if we're talking about purpose, I don't feel like I've done my purpose in this earth. So I want to figure out what that is. And I want to share my purpose to everyone. It is something that everyone needs to think about as well. Or like has thought about basically what, what they were sent to this earth to do. Some people wing it, like me. I still don't know what I'm supposed to do. But I do know that I don't want to leave this earth with regrets. Actually, after that talk that we had, uh, Carl, yeah, since you uh, reminded us of, of that chat we had a few months back. You get your gears rolling and gets you thinking about what other stuff that you really want to accomplish and this was one of it making a podcast not that we wanted everybody to know our opinions and and all of that but it's something that we as a group collectively thought would be something fun and be something that we really wanted to do let's try to do it and what do you think it feels to lose someone oh that reminds me of a story recently I know a friend of a friend who just died because of COVID and that guy was supposed to get married, I think, this year or the following year. So imagine how painful it would be for his fiance to experience that. Just a thought. 
and you threw in the question. We, I've, I've had some family members pass earlier about, about Kobe. I wasn't close to Kobe in any way, but I think that affected a lot of people. If you think losing a friend, losing a girlfriend, the breakups and all that hurts, I think it's multiplied by 10 if you wanted to put it in figures. It's it's different, especially going back and thinking if you could have done more stuff with that particular person. I think in one of Nico's positive notes, he, he did mention that we don't know if it's our last day. And he said, try to make amends with everybody. Don't hold grudges. Don't forget to show your love to everybody. You know, it's it has actually been my one of my greatest fear when I was considering to work out of the country, like leaving my parents, and if I do leave, what would happen to them, given that I'm the only child, so I'm the one who they rely on. But I know that they're not imposing that on me, but I feel the need to also take care of them. When you mentioned about loved ones, it's really scary to lose someone who you treasure and someone who has been there through your ups and downs. That's why I guess when someone dies and then we mourn for that person, we mourn not because of the sad memories, but because of the happy memories that we've built with that person. And it's painful. But then again, life goes on. It's a matter of befriending death, I guess. We may consider it as like an enemy, but then looking at it as an ally can help us prepare ourselves i think it would hurt because one thing is that you know you miss all your memories with that person but i think the most painful would be you know the memories that you could have i think that would truly hurt i've never really lost direct family or relatives or friends so i don't know what to expect when i actually lose them some people would probably think that's a blessing, but also at the same time, what if it's something I can't handle? I don't know what to expect. That's why I asked the question. I don't know if I'm going to feel at peace because that person is also at peace or if I'm going to accept that or if I'm just going to be sad about it and take it the other way and, you know, it's going to affect me negatively. So. I don't know what the answer is to the question myself. Yeah, well, to me, I've only like experienced two deaths in my life. I, I don't think it's just two, but you know, the, the ones that I remember the most were like my tito, my dad's brother, and my grand granddad from my mom, my mom's side. My tito, I was like eight years old, so I wasn't actually that affected because I was too young to uh, understand what, what happened. And my grandfather, I was pretty sad because, of course, uh, he taught me how to play the piano, taught me how to love the piano. And so after like about a few days after that, I started to accept what happened and just accepted that it was his time. But actually, I had... Another experience that I felt strongly about was when my first dog died. Her name was Coco. She died a year ago. I was pretty sad. I couldn't function for like two, uh, about a week. Well, that sucked, you know. Just had to accept what happens. She was already like 11 years old, so it was, I guess, her time. I mean, it was old age and, and cancer that got to 
year old Coco. Yeah, I know, I know how you feel. It, it does hurt actually to lose a dog. In our family, dogs are treated like they're really part of our family, and it hurts, man. I can't, I can't watch a movie where where dogs die because it, that's the part that always gets to me. Like if, yeah. if it's like action movie, there's a bunch of killing happening. It's actually sadder than people dying in movies to me. <laughs> but when dogs die in movies, oh man, that that's crazy hard for me to, to watch. And then to be able to lose a bunch of dogs in my lifetime, it's it kills, man. It kills. Not not as much, of course, as losing a loved one, but it does it does hurt a lot as well. I remember when my dog died, I cried for almost a week. I had him when I was in second grade and he passed away when I was in third year college. And then I even wrote in my reaction paper how it happened. <laughs> I was explaining to my teacher how it was a bad week for me. Yeah. Was that the dog that bit me when I was <laughs> young? Did he bite you? I don't remember uh, that. I think he... No, are you sure <laughs> that was my, my dog? Are you it was sure? very yeah. Busy. It was in your house, the small one in your in your playground, specifically one? your slide. Yeah. Yes, the white one. What was her name? Fluffy. She was a fluffy oh, dog. Yeah. White. She was, colored she was, white. Scary. He was a he. He was <laughs> scary. <laughs> was he Correct. white? <laughs> yeah, he was, was white. He white. Yeah, yeah, that was him. He bit me when I. I don't. When oh, I'm sorry. In, yeah. in behalf of him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as a last question, actually I posted this in my class also. If you had 24 hours to live, how would you spend it? How would you spend your remaining hours in this world? If I you want, knew... Like, precise list? <laughs> uh, at 12 a.m., I'm going to go skip <laughs> the It's up to you. <laughs> my answer would be easy. Being here in Adelaide, away from everyone, I think wow. if I knew that I was going to pass away in the next 24 hours, my next best thing is to just call everyone, talk to them, spend my last 24 hours, and of course, have Noel beside me. You don't want to fly back home? <laughs> That's like 13 hours. <laughs> You're going to wait time. <laughs> So you consider that. <laughs> what, if, what if you weren't restricted by travel? So I'm guessing you're going to spend it with them. Definitely my family, yes. Well, for me, maybe the majority of the 24 hours, I would spend time with my loved ones. But I think some of the things would be like the most random of things like, you know, listen to your favorite music, uh, watch your favorite movie, eat your favorite food, you know, just enjoy the time that you have, like speak with people that you wanted to say, you know, people that you've lost, maybe say something, say something that you won't regret, you know, something like that. I think that would be really nice. Yeah, I think it's going to be the same for all of us. Spend the last 24 hours with your loved ones, visit them and show them how much they mean to you. Um, after all, it's the last time you're going to see them. Well, yeah, like Arjun said, small things, eating your favorite food, yeah, something like that. Watch the sun. Lie down in the grass, watch Skinny the sunset, dip. watch the stars. Skinny dip. <laughs> Skinny dip for Trish, her favorite <laughs> No, that's yours. Oh, don't forget confession, Trish, okay? So oh, yeah, okay. right. I want to go to heaven, so <laughs> just got to be sure. <laughs>
Manong Edge, you said uh, no restrictions on travel, right? So I guess I'd uh, use that remaining time to like finish my bucket list. Have you guys seen the movie Bucket List? No, that was cool. You know, mm. that's what I do. Do you have any specifics on what you wanna accomplish on your bucket list? Like, what's the first thing? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't made one yet. For me, it would be the same. Spending time with loved ones is at the top of my list. And then another thing that I would do maybe is to donate everything I have, like all the material things I have to charity or whoever needs them. Trish, you are a saint. Wouldn't you? I mean, like, nobody's going to make use of it because I'm not going to be here anymore. So might as well have other people who need it more than... Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, for for me, I guess all my material stuff is going to be passed down to some of my loved ones. I'm I'm guessing. Hello. But, uh, if I had the last twenty four hours, if if you let me know today, I think similar to all of you guys, I'll just want to go back home to Bacolod with my parents, bring my girlfriend Lisa with me. I'd also want to spend that time with her as well. Who? What I certainly love the most which is basically basketball for sure I'll, I'll i'll be sure to have a last pickup game with all of my good friends cook a good meal i don't want to have a good meal i want to cook a good meal just to make sure that my my cooking skills are still intact <laughs> and generally just spend the day like that you know you'd wish it it would never end yeah it's sad to know that that it would but like you guys um just try to make sure that you do the things that you love. I definitely want to travel, but if time restricts it, then, you know, I'd rather spend all the time that I have back in my hometown where I truly love everyone and everything in my old house. For me, it's, you know, full circle. And when I get to go home, sit in my old bed, that's something I dearly, dearly miss right now. And just to make sure that the whole day is fun. I can't, I can't imagine myself you know, having the last 24 hours, my dog needs someone to look after him. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> he's he's going to miss me terribly. <laughs> and I think that's one of the biggest things on my mind, aside from, from me, like, leaving my family and all that. I think, I think that would be my last 24 hours on this earth. But it's something that I wouldn't regret, just as usual, and as we've talked about during this podcast. Damn. Heavy. Good, heavy. good plot for a movie, but... But, you know, that's what Bucket List is for. That's what um, A Walk to Remember is was made the from. The Notebook. The Notebook. Well, The Notebook, it's just amnesia, right? It's just an amnesia thing. But I get it. Baby. No, that's different. I know. That? The Notebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Notebook, not Walk to Remember. They, yeah, they, all, they die of old age. But, you know, they were still together. All right. So we still want to end this night on a positive note. So as usual, Nick, please sign us off with some good vibes. I want to end this night with a quote from none other than Chadwick Boseman. Look down over what you conquered and appreciate what God has brought you through. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up on the things you are here to fulfill. Press on with pride, press on with purpose. Bless you, Wakanda forever.
Wakanda forever, man. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. He'll always be the Black Panther. He'll always be an amazing role model. Thank you, Nick, for that note from Chadwick Boseman, man. We do want to fulfill uh, our purpose, but most importantly, we want to inspire people and we want to shine our brightest individually and hopefully showing to others that they could do or achieve as well. You know, so thank you. Thank you for that. You know, this was a really good episode for us. We really wanted to talk uh, a lot about that. Something that we really had to get off our chests. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, if you guys like what you hear, you know, please like, subscribe, follow our page. Go over to YouTube, click on the notification bells, whatever, subscribe button. You know what to do. But we thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you in the next one. This is our family. Signing off. Much love. Much love.